Good evening, listeners. Welcome to this week in interview with your host, Anthony Drago, at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we get together for this week in interview where we have conversations with persons of interest, persons who, because of their work, because of their passion, because of the things that they've experienced in life, have information that they can share with us. And I have the distinct honor and privilege to, to talk to these people, um, these very dynamic people. And, uh, and I get to share that conversation with you every Wednesday night. It's actually the highlight of my week. So welcome again to this week in interview. This week being no exception, I, I, I'm really excited about the conversation that I'm going to have tonight on this week in interview. And as usual, I am sure that at the end of the hour, you are going to agree with me that we had an interview that was just so full of information and so stimulated your thoughts because that's the objective. The objective of this wicked interview is to really stimulate you to thinking and give you information maybe from an angle that you had not thought about before. If I always say, if you can switch on your television, you can switch on your radio, you can go online and find out what we are saying on this weekend interview, then there's no need for this weekend interview. So once again, welcome. If tonight is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I hope that we can make you a regular on the show after you hear our conversation tonight. If you are one of those persons, my loyal friends who, uh, who always join me on a Wednesday night, welcome back. You know, I don't take your, your presence for granted. I, I, I always appreciate the fact that you make this weekend interview a part of your weekly schedule. And if you're a regular listener, you know that one of the, one of the things that I'm extremely passionate about on this weekend interview is the, well, in my life really, is the integration of the Caribbean. I, I always been passionate about the Caribbean being one country. I, I think it's such an, a mistake that we continue to approach the world as 10, 12 tiny specks in the Caribbean Sea and the Atlantic. I think if we were to go together as one big nation, we would be so impactful. So I always start the show by playing the Caricom Anthem. There are a number of persons who had never heard the anthem before they heard it on this weekend interview, and, and for that I'm proud. In the meantime, that uh, we're waiting for the politicians to catch up on the idea of being one Caribbean. We are going to celebrate our anthem, and we're going to continue to collect artifacts of our country, one Caribbean nation. So let's listen to Mikkel Henderson as she does the Caricom Anthem. And when we come back, um, we take one word from, uh, from one of our sponsors and we come back. I promise you, I'm going to have one of the best, most dynamic interviews that we're going to have that we've had on this weekend interview. So let's listen to Mikkel and then we'll be right back. Fathers came, some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In all On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel our hearts beat as one Celebrate in song As we rise to heights where we You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, 
24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. As I told you, every week, every week I'm, I am, you know, taken all over again by listening to the beautiful Michael Henderson and the, the beautiful way in which she does the Caricom Anthem. And of course, you know, I get turned on by the idea of the Caribbean being one nation. And as while we're at it, I want to thank our, our host, our, our, not our host, our sponsors, Jacko Hosting. And as I told you, um, Jacko means uh, like a parrot. It's, a, it's one of the species of parrots that's found in Dominica. And so the idea of the Jacko Hosting, they told me, was that um, because they have, a, they have close to 100% uptime, you can get to talk as much as you want because your, your, your system will always be up. So look them up, Jacko Hosting, if you have a website. Uh, they also provide a hosting for radio. Actually, this um, TDN Radio is hosted um, on, their, on their service. So check them out. They're, they're very um, generous in, in sponsoring um, this week in interview. But let's launch into our conversation for tonight. Uh, you know, during the month of March was International um, Women's Month, recognizing the contribution of our women um, to this life that we live on this planet. And I had, I had, I had work contributions from some powerful and dynamic women. I know we've started the month of April, but tonight I have a guest who is also very energetic, very passionate, and very dynamic, and she would have fit right in among the guests that we had in March. The name is Miss Camille Kerr. She is the president and founder of the Caribbean Women Society. It's an organization that was founded to, to address the, the issues that are faced by Caribbean by the Caribbean community, Caribbean descendants, people of Caribbean heritage. For now, the focus is in Canada because that's where they're situated. And um, Camille and, and some of her associates saw the need to address some of the challenges that the Caribbean community is facing as they try to raise their families, as they try to improve their quality of life. And they decided to form an organization to face it head on. And head on, they have been facing it. So let's give a very warm welcome to Camille. And uh, welcome to this weekend interview. It's, uh, it's very much of a delight to have you on tonight as our guest. Welcome. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and um, of course, we, I, we, we got introduced to you um, by another dynamic lady, Nicole. And when she told me of the work that, that you're, you were doing, I was I was just flooded. I was excited. I'm like, yes, we have to get on this with an interview, <laughs> and, and so and so it's a reality tonight. And so let's say a shout out to Nicole and all the good work that she's doing, carrying Absolutely. on her journalism career. So so te- so tell us tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Tell them about your organization, the um, Caribbean Women's Society. What your objectives are, what the aims are, and the type of work that you've been doing. Absolutely. So first, if you don't mind, Anthony, I just want to say hello to my five children who are uh, very quiet in the other room <laughs> listening to me right now. Um, Isaiah, Xavier, Avery, and my twin daughters, Nora and Zara. Wow. And also my amazing husband, who's holding down the fort in the next room and trying his best to keep them quiet uh, for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> but we're one big family at this weekend interview, so I mean... Yes, if, yes. If we Caribbean hear, family, typical Caribbean family. If we hear uh, nice in the background. Traditional Caribbean family, yeah. yeah. If we hear yeah. nice in the background, it just, add, it just add texture to, to, to our conversation. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, and then also I just want to say hello to my family and friends who I asked to support me tonight and tune in absolutely, and moving forward, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, I'm the president and founder of this nonprofit. It's a nonprofit organization called Caribbean Women's Society. Um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just, um, going forward, I'll refer to it as CWS. Okay, no problem. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're basically a grassroots, membership-based nonprofit, right? So we're just average citizens in the community who are now taking a leadership role um, to address some of the barriers that are affecting our community as a whole. Um, and so we're built on inclusion, diversity, and innovation. Those are the, the three main things that we promote 
um, and it's the approach that we take, um, you know, in our in our activities um, that we carry out, um, and some of the, the guiding principles um, that that um, direct us when we're interacting with with each other in the in the membership, mm-hmm. and also that that um, guide our activities is sense of belonging, confidence, cultural identity, accountability, and philanthropy. Those are our fine, five main guiding principles. And it's also what we, um, what we proclaim every time we're out there in, in the public, um, that we are here, accomplished, and united. That's the message that we're always sending out, not just to the, the overall general public, but also to our community too, you know, kind of procla- proclaiming it and also affirming it all the time. You know, the more you hear something, the more you believe it. That's right. right. So that's kind of a, Come yeah. Um, I, I, let's, let's, let's go back over those five principles again, because I know we yeah. have listeners in Canada. We have listeners all over. Let's, let's, let's go, let's take a time and go over the five principles again. And let's, Absolutely. you know, we're going to spend a little bit of time letting people understand the real, you know, raison dead, the real yeah. rational behind the idea of forming the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. So basically, um, what we're trying to do here is we're taking a different approach to the mm-hmm. issues, right? So the issues are not new. You know, these issues have been long-standing. It's just that, you know, the approaches we were taking so far haven't been that effective. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't be where we are today, which is pretty much in the same place. You know, so we're taking a different approach. You know, the approach is to take accountability for whatever the challenges are that this community is facing. You know, that, that, so, that we are, um, we have the ability to take control um, of what's going on or to address the issues in our community and also to resolve those issues too. You know, it's not that we have to always look on the outside for that help, right? right. So it's, it's kind of building confidence within the community mm-hmm. to, 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 to address and resolve their issues, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, and also the idea of, um, cultural identity and sense of belonging. So we want to, what we're trying to do here is form like a, a Caribbean identity here. Um, so we don't discriminate by race or ancestry or nationality. We welcome all of the diversity of the Caribbean, right? So if you're Afro-Caribbean, Indo-Caribbean, European-Caribbean, Asian-Caribbean, or a combination of any of those, um, we welcome you and you deserve to take a seat at our table. Um, and so when people often um, misunderstand that because this is a women's group, they, they assume that we only serve women. We actually serve the entire community. Right, so it's every man, woman, and child. It just so happens that the leadership role, you know, is, is the women in this group. Um, so yeah, so we just want to make sure that our, our community is intact. You know, we we're addressing some of the issues in our community, the internal barriers and also the external barriers. And so the way we fight that is, you know, first of all, we have to build a sense of unity, um, and that's super super important. Right? And also self reliance. You know, understanding that we actually can take control of our situation and we can actually change, you know, what needs to be changed so that we can have a better quality of life. Um, so, yeah, so those are kinds of the, you know, the principles that it's a different approach, you know, as opposed to waiting for somebody else to, to address our needs or to resolve our issues. We're actually stepping up to do that. You know, that being said, we're, we're a small organization. Uh, I believe there's about a, a million um, Caribbeans across Canada. So obviously we can't transform the community just by ourselves, right? The, this, in, this organization, we're we're taking the lead, right. um, but we expect the community to follow our lead, you know. And starting with our family and friends. So whatever the members are doing, or what they're learning, um, or what they're involved in within the group, the expectation is that these members will then turn around and share it with their family and friends, and encourage their family and friends um, to to follow their their path, you so, know, take their lead. So let me ask you, uh, obvious for the listeners. Who, who, this is a, a organization that's looking at the Caribbean community. So when they, when they hear you say our community, our community, we're talking about the Caribbean community. And of course, yes. for now you just started and you're in Canada, in Canada. So, so for now we're talking about the Caribbean community in Canada. In Canada. Right. Yeah. In particular, in Ontario. Um, so right now we serve Ontario. But the, the, the plan is to go across all the provinces over time. Right. Uh, but right now we're serving Ontario. In particular, there are six main regions. Um, that's the GTA, Greater Toronto Area, mm-hmm. Peel, Halton, Dufferin, York, and Durham. Those are the six main regions that we're serving right now. Uh, and, th- and those regions um, have the highest population of Caribbean people. 
Um, and by the way, when we say Caribbean, we're talking about Caribbean Canadian or Caribbean. So you could have been born um, in the Caribbean or, or descending from the Caribbean. So your family is from the Caribbean, but, but either way, you're living here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, yeah, Caribbean heritage. That's right, Caribbean heritage, yeah. So yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about the what are the special or specific challenges um, well, they don't have to be special. What are the challenges that the, that the Caribbean community is facing that, that you identify that is really affecting the life of our people that, 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 that you are tackling? I'm sure there might be a whole myriad of, of, of issues, but yeah, there, there might be a, a top one, two, or three that, that you're deciding that you're going to um, tackle to begin with, or you are tackling. Right. Yes, I'll tell you what we started with first. Um, okay, so let me just start with tell, telling you what our, our purpose is then, right? The reason why we mm -hmm. formed. Right. The reason why we formed is to improve the quality of life, right, for the right. Caribbean-Canadian community. And how we, right, how we attempt to do that is by tackling the internal and external barriers, because there are both. It's not just one or the other. There are both, internal and external. And they're deeply rooted. Um, they've been here for generations. Right. So what we're attempting to do is not going to be rectified overnight. We're in it for the long haul. It's a commitment, you know, and we plan to stay here forever, you know. So um, the, without, the members understand that. It's not something that's an overnight thing. It's something that you have to really, it's a part of your lifestyle now, you right. know, to, to help your community. Um, now, we have seven main areas that we're focusing on as it relates to the Caribbean-Canadian community. Uh, the first is education, mm -hmm. health and safety, work stress, spirituality, family, and mentality. So those are um, what psychologists actually have identified as the seven main factors that make up quality of life. And so in those seven factors, we are not doing as well as we can be. As a community, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the, the minority of Caribbeans who are doing well. Mm -hmm. I'm talking the majority of us are not, right? And we're always looking big picture and long-term. You know, so we want to know what are the things that are affecting us as a community that's literally holding us back. And so education happens to be what's on our table, uh, on our plate right now. Um, we're addressing um, the unfair education that uh, Caribbean students are receiving from the publicly funded education system. So I'm not talking about the private school. I'm talking about the publicly funded education system. Um, they are... The, the education is not treating them fairly, and so they're not having um, a good experience or a positive experience at school, and it's reflected in the statistics. So Caribbean students have, there's a huge achievement gap between Caribbean students and non-Caribbean students, and that's not a new situation. That's been going on for a long time. So, um, so, so let's pause, yeah. let's put a pin in there yeah. for a minute, because um, I, am, I am sure a lot of the listeners who are in North America here you say there's a huge achievement gap between um, Caribbean, students Caribbean of, of students. Caribbean heritage and yes. none. And, and I'm none. sure they are what? So, right. so let's let's flesh that <laughs> out a little bit because it would seem like it would seem like those is, is the re well intuitively I don't have the statistics to back it up, but intuitively hmm. and anecdotally it seems like um is the reverse in the U.S. Our Caribbean students seem to outperform a lot oh, wow. of their a lot of their counterparts. So let's let's talk oh, wow. about that a little bit, so the audience can understand what are the special challenges that the Canadian Caribbean people face that cause such a such a reversal of fortune. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? My from my in my own personal opinion, I mm -hmm. believe that it starts with community. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a strong community and you're kind of living in isolation then you're, you're vulnerable to um, a system that was put in place not designed for you. You know, you're less vulnerable, you know. So I think, honestly, and this, I was telling you the beginning that, you know, I, we try to take the approach where we, what part are we playing in this, in this um, challenge that mm -hmm. we're facing? Mm -hmm. And the major thing is that we are not a unified, we're not a community in the real sense of the term community. Uh, we do have a Caribbean population of people, but we don't really have community by definition, you know, and so that's what happens is you end up slipping through the cracks because nobody's paying attention, you know, and everybody's out there lost and living in isolation. Um, but in, you know, in particular with the, and by the way, I should have said that it's the Ontario education system, right? So I'm not talking, 
each province has their own mm-hmm. um, ministry of education. I'm talking about the Ontario one. Right. Um, and, and there's a huge, a huge achievement gap in the Ontario um, education. When you say achievement gap, you mean like in terms of kids that go on to college or, 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 or get um, like a batch for a college degrees or that sort of thing? Is that, is that where it manifests yeah, itself? Yeah, so or? we have a high, the Caribbeans have a high dropout rate, um, uh-huh. high suspension rate, high expulsion rate. Um, least the least likely to go on to university. Wow. Yeah. So all of the above. You the know, least, the so, least um, likely to go on to university. Yes. Yeah. Where the uh, yeah, as far as all the different cultures that reside here in Canada, the Caribbeans are the least likely, according like statistically speaking. Right. They're the least likely to go on to to university. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, and that's not new here for us. You know, as I said, the main thing is that we are not a tight knit community, so we don't know what's going on with each other, mm-hmm. and then therefore we, we we also don't help each other either. If we, even if we don't know what even if we do know what's going on, we don't necessarily help. You know, um, address that. And a part of us because we have our own lives, and we have a, each family is dealing with their own struggles too. We mm-hmm. have a lot of underemployment or unemployment or lone parents, so we're dealing with other outsides. And not only that, but we're spread across Ontario. There's no real Caribbean neighborhoods here in Ontario, right? It's we're literally spread out across Ontario. So we don't eat, we're not even connected to each other, you know, on a regular basis. Right. Um, so there's, there's a lot happening there. Uh, on top of that, too, the, the teachers and the, the, uh, the school authorities are not Caribbean. They're mostly non-Caribbean, in particular Caucasian, right? So when, we, for example, the teachers and the principals, most of, we, we have a very low percentage of Caribbean teachers and principals. Um, and so now there's a cultural barrier. You know, when the Caucasian teacher is teaching the Caribbean child, if they're, if they're not flexible in the way that they teach, and that's a skill that you have to learn, right? right. Because mm-hmm. you're always coming from your own perspective. But if you're not flexible, then there's a cultural barrier that you won't be able to, to, to break down, right? And that child won't be able to understand you. Um, and so what comes across as um, bad behavior is really that, you know, the child is frustrated because he's not understanding how you're communicating with him. The, the way that you're teaching him is not effective, you know. And so it comes across to the teacher now as this child is having bad behavior. And then he's labeled as a child that needs, you know, he has behavioral issues. Wow. Um, and, but, yeah. And then, by the way, we also have a lot of children who are in special education programs. A lot of child who are, are, are streamed over into that, into the special program. Because, again, it's that, it's that lack of understanding. You know, um, there's a, a there's a, a gap of an understanding between the teacher and the child, mm-hmm. and then to the parents, who who should be in an ideal situation should be advocating for the child and involved in the school and going in there all the time and staying on top of things. As I mentioned before, they're dealing with other things outside of school that are taking them away from school, right? So you know, underemployment, unemployment, lone parenting. You know, there are outside stress factors that are going on. Isolation is another huge thing, right? Um, because you can't do it all, you know. And when you know something's going to slip through the cracks, you know, right, if you right, don't right. have a, a community that that's looking after you. So you, you say, so, so you're yeah. saying that the, the the public school system has not been able to have a have a place in the curriculum for for Caribbean um, students to feel comfortable and to be able to assimilate properly into the Canadian system. Absolutely not. They don't have it. Absolutely not. They don't have that. Um, and it should, I should note here that um, this, a similar situation is happening with the indigenous community, the right. natives. Um, there's also a huge achievement gap as well with the indigenous and the non-indigenous. And what the government, re- about I think it was, it was almost 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, decided that they were going to focus now on the indigenous students. And so they've come up with a plan. Um, for the Indigenous students so that they can close in that achievement gap. They have a teaching guide for the teacher. How do you teach the Native students? How do you, you know, how do you talk to the Native parents? Uh, literally a separate parallel, um, you know, like a dual track, mm-hmm. one for the Native student and one for everybody else. And interestingly enough, I found that, um, and I, said, I read it over, their, their policy and their framework. And I said, wow, this would fit really great for these Caribbean students. Right. Because the needs are kind of very, they're kind of similar. Um, and so we went to the Ministry of Education in August of last year. Mm-hmm. And we proposed to the minister 
why don't you put in place something similar to what you have for the natives? Because you have the statistics to prove that it's us and it's the natives that are lagging behind. And you have a, 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 mod, a, a policy in place right now that's, that's proving to be successful over the last 10 years. And I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I mean, you have something that's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't we now take that model and customize it for the Caribbean student? Again, a teaching guide. Right. How do you relate to the Caribbean student? How do you know when when the child, the Caribbean student is acting or saying or behaving this way? You know, for them to interpret what because there's a cultural barrier there. You know, and even when the parents come in to talk, the the, parent, the teachers because they're you know they're mostly Caucasian, they they don't understand. You know, they they take it as aggressive or violent or confrontational and these kinds of things. Well, really, that's not who we are as a people. You know, so um, I pitched it to them, and basically uh, we haven't heard back from them. They said, okay. So in the meantime, time was ticking. I said, no, no, I don't want them to forget, to, to forget, you know. And so we started an online petition, and that's still active right now, where we're asking people to sign, Caribbean or not Caribbean. Well, give, give us the information people, about yeah. the online petition so listeners who are interested can go on there and, and participate. Yeah, and well, it's on change.org. That's the name of the, the, the website, change, right? C-H-A-N-G-E.org. Change.org. And if you just look uh-huh. up... Yeah, and if you look up Caribbean Women's Society, mm-hmm. the petition will come up. And with each signature that goes on, an email goes into the minister's inbox and also into the prime minister's inbox and also the premier of Toronto's inbox. So it, And it will say something similar to, um, Anthony just signed our uh, Caribbean Women's Society petition. We're waiting for your response. How many signatures you do know? you have so far? Do you know? Oh, I haven't looked at it. On today, average, I mean... Probably- uh, it's probably about close to about 50 or 60 signatures. Okay, so we need to do a lot more than that. So listeners, oh, more. listeners let's more. let's go on there and support them. I mean, I don't know if they see that Anthony Drago in, in Brooklyn, New York, signed the petition, if that's going to have much of an impact on them. But especially if you're Anybody listening... from anywhere can sign Can sign yeah. it, yeah. And we do have on, on TDN Radio, we do have um, a, a couple of our announcers who live in Canada. So, so we can we can also ask if they can go on there, get familiar with it, and maybe they can get behind it and encourage their listeners to um to sign on. So let's let's see if we can do that. So it's on change.org and look for Caribbean Women Society yeah, and, and sign their petition there. Okay, so so I think we get a, we get an idea of where the education um is lacking behind. Right. If I look at your list, um, what's not going on in family? I, I know you mentioned it a little bit, but what what are the challenges that we have with our Caribbean families? Right. So one of the main things, first of all, there's a lot of lone parents um, in the Caribbean community here in mm-hmm. Canada, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of lone parents. Um, first of all, that's not acceptable, you know, but more importantly, this is where the community really has to step up, right? This is a, this is a test to see if we're really a community or not. You know, our lone parents should literally, really should not be literally raising their children alone. You know, other cultures have their lone parents. You know, like, it's not only, it's not a Caribbean epidemic. I mean, other cultures have that, but the difference is their community rallies around them so that they're not isolated. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we have a lot of single mothers and single fathers who are there raising their child. And it's looked at as a, as a stigmatizing thing, too, right? When you're a lone parent. Right. It's a stigmatizing thing. And it's stigmatizing from the outside, but unfortunately also from the Caribbean community, too. When, when we have a, a single Caribbean mother, the Caribbean community also stigmatizes them and labels them, right? So that's, that's a barrier. Like that's a problem that, that we need to address. Um, as a matter of fact, we did address it. We started um, calling out in particular single or lone mothers to come out during the Christmas season and sit down, coffee, tea. Um, we give them a gift for their child. You know, so it's again about, you know, it's both, right? It's internal barriers and there's also external barriers. Right. And we're doing mm-hmm. them at the same time. It's not like we're, it's not like we're doing one at a time. We're trying to do as many as we can, um, based on the resources that we have, you know? Um, but the other main issue too is a lot of, of our families and children are getting involved with, um, Children's Aid Society. I know in the States it's the child welfare system, mm-hmm. um, or child, child welfare services over right. here. It's children, children's um, aid society. Right, and they have the statistics to prove it. Um, overrepresentation in the of, of our in the child welfare program. Yes, yes, yes. Getting involved, where they're coming to their door, and you know, um, opening investigations mm. on our families, and and worst case scenario, taking these children out of their home 
and, and putting them into foster homes. And most times the foster parents are not Caribbean. They're usually Caucasian, to be honest, right? So then there's that not being able to identify and losing their cultural identity in, at the, in the process. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, a lot, record numbers, over, so much. Is it, our, our Caribbean community is, has a lot of interaction with Child Protective Services? Yes. Wow. And, yeah. and, the, and we're getting our children taken away and put in foster care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Those, those, those are huge, uh, huge, huge challenges. Uh, major so, issue, major issue. So let's talk a little bit about, um, what are some of the activities that you've been, that, that, um, the Caribbean Women's Society, CWS, have yeah. been, um, organizing to type, to try to address those, those mammoth problems? Right. So, well, the first one, um, just going back to the education uh -huh. piece, mm -hmm. um, we just introduced a new initiative here in, in Ontario, Canada called the Caribbean Canadian Parents Steering Student Success Conference. Uh, and so this is where... That's you a know, mouthful, again, so let's say it again. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Caribbean Canadian uh -huh. Parents Steering Student Success Conference. Parents Steering Student Steering yeah. Student Success Conference. Right. Yeah. Wow. And wow. again, the idea here is driving home the message that we are accountable um, and we can directly have an impact on, on how our children um, succeed in school. You know, we, we actually have some influence there. It's not just relying on the teachers and the school to take care of the kids. You know, there, there's a part that we have to play. It's actually more important than any other role in the school system. It's the parents' role, you know. So well, this has actually never been done before in Ontario. We're calling out not just the parents, even though parents is the, is the name of the conference, right, mm -hmm. but guardians too. Because it's not only mothers and fathers who are raising children, right? It's grandmothers, grandfathers, aunties and uncles. Right. And sisters and so on. So it's parents, it's guardians, and it's also just adults. Because it takes a, a village. Even if you don't have a child, we still need those adults to help the parents raise their children. It takes a village to raise a child. You know, so it's, we invite all parents, all guardians, all, uh, adults who are Caribbean, of Caribbean heritage to come out and we want to equip them with the information they need as far as their rights, their resources and their responsibilities, um, to make sure that these children are being properly represented and looked after when they're, when they're, um, in the school, when they're in school, right? So even outside of that, I mean, the people that we had, we've already had two, we've already accomplished two of our conferences already. Right. And what we've been doing is going to various regions. Cause as I mentioned, we don't have Caribbean neighborhoods. Um, so they're hard to find the Caribbeans. We literally have to go across Ontario looking for them, you know? So we, um, had two already. We had one in the Peel region and then we had another one in the Durham region. Uh, and then we have one coming up on Saturday, May 6th in Toronto. Right. Okay. And that information is on our website. Um, I don't know if you want to give it's that a now. Good, w of course, w it's w a good chance to give out the website. Yeah. Yes. It's our CWS. So it's O-U-R-C-W-S dot com. Dot com. And so, okay. yes, O-U-R-C-W-S dot com. And it's happening Saturday, May 6th. Free admission, free parking, free child minding if you need it, free lunch. Uh, it's just, you know, information that you need to improve your quality of life. Um, so, for example, some of our past guest speakers, we had someone from the Human Rights Commission, you know, to talk about what are your human rights. And if your human rights are being violated, what do you do about it? Where do you go? How do you make a complaint? I mean, these are things that we don't know. Right. And our rights are being violated, to be honest. You know, like the, the fact that we're not having fair education in school. That's actually a violation of human rights. Every child deserves fair education, you know. So it's, it's knowing where to go to get your issues addressed too, you know. It's one thing to screw up and down around the dinner table or around your peers, but that's not going to bring about change. You know, you have to go to the right place to get that addressed, you know. Um, so definitely human rights. We also had someone from the police review um, board. So uh, that's another big issue over here um, is that, you know, a lot of our children are, are um, being detained or incarcerated um, in, in high numbers, record numbers. I mean, we're overrepresented. 
Caribbean, Caribbean um, descendant yes. kids. Wow. Caribbean, yes. We're overrepresented in the justice system. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not a coincidence. You know, it's because a lot of it is, you know, we don't know our rights. And when you don't know your rights and you don't have a community who's there looking after you, you're vulnerable. Right. You're in a that's vulnerable sure. position, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You become a target. Um, and so that's what's happening there. So anyways, we have people from various government bodies um, talking about what their roles are and how do you file a complaint. Uh, like, for example, the police review director, um, sorry, the police review board, they handle complaints about how a police handled you. You know, if you don't like the way the, the police handled you, you know, um, there's a place where you can go file a complaint. And, and most, based on the feedback we got from the participants at our conference, they didn't know that. You know, so it was a very, those last two conferences were very successful. They left more confident and more prepared to deal with the everyday challenges. You say and the, next one, were, the next one is coming up in May, May 6th in Saturday, Ontario? May 6th, yes, mm-hmm. in Toronto. Toronto, in Toronto. Toronto, Toronto yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so listeners, if you, if you are in the area, if you are within reach, um, go onto the website, first of all, our, our cws.com and get the details of the information and participate, go to learn your rights, your responsibilities and what resources are available to you that can help you to navigate yourself through, um, through, through the system better. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the additional initiatives, some of the additional works that you're doing. I know it sounds like we need three hours to, to go through everything <laughs> that you're doing, but, but you know, I, I think we're getting a good, um, 20,000 foot view, um, yeah, yeah, of, of what yeah. you're doing. So let, let's talk that's about right. a few of the other things that's, that's going on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So as far as other, uh, initiatives that we have going on at the moment, right. um, so, um, again, like when we're, when we're addressing the barriers, mm-hmm. the first thing we do, first of all, we address the barriers, identify what the issues are right. from a large, from a big picture, right. right? So we're not talking about the hurdles. The hurdles, we can jump over. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the barriers, the right. walls that are literally stopping us from moving forward, right? Um, and so once we identify those barriers, now we identify the demographics because there are many different demographics within the Caribbean Canadian community. So in particular, this Education one obviously deals with people who have children, mm-hmm. right? Parents and guardians and right. so on. But there are also other, it's not just those, that demographic that's having issues or barriers, right? So the women is another focus, um, for our attention. You know, it's, it's how the women, um, work or, or function, how the women function in the community. Cause really the women have a really important role is the, they're the matriarchs. The women in, in any community are the matriarchs, right? Right. Whether or not you ever have children, by birth, right, you are a matriarch. You're a matriarch in training. And at some point, um, you know, the, the condition of the community is going to be in your hands, you know. So we want to make sure that our women now are connected and that they are well-informed and they're, they're equipped to deal with their everyday challenges as well, right? So um, – we have an initiative coming up on Sunday, May 28th. And again, this is on our website, rcws.com. Mm-hmm. But on Sunday, May 28th, this is where we, um, it's the second actually, where we're having a, uh, an initiative called Progressive Dialogues okay. in the Caribbean Canadian community. Uh, and so we had the first one last year, October, and it was a success. And so we've decided we're going to continue with it. So these are things that are, are new. So we're testing the waters with each initiative that we have. We, we get the, the feedback from the participants. And it, whether it's a hit or a miss, you know, that will determine whether or not we keep it or we take it off, right? So this happened to be, happened to be a, a, a hit, you know, and progressive really dialogues. what this is about, progressive mm-hmm. dialogue in the Caribbean-Canadian community. And it's, a round, it's an intimate roundtable discussion. We invite women from the general public mm-hmm. of Caribbean heritage so our members are invited and also just women from the general public. It's a round table. And then we also break off into team exercises and we have like a top one topic on the table. And the topic is always relevant to a barrier in our community. It's, it's not nothing trivial that we're talking about. It's, it's something really holding us back as a community that we've identified as a barrier, you know? So um, it's proven to be really, really effective. It's, it's the, the, the objective of this initiative is to connect mm-hmm. uh, and enable these women moving forward. 
Um, now, that being said, I should take a moment right now, Anthony, to tell you that even though you know, I'm focusing on the women and it's a women's group, it's not to say that the men don't have an equally resp- uh, responsibility when it comes to the community and the condition of the community. But we're coming from the women's perspective, right? So mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 there's, an under- there's a, a basic level of understanding um, when it's just women in the room, right? And so that's, why, that's the only reason why this one here is closed um, for women only, Caribbean background. The, the education one is for mothers and fathers. There's no stipulation there. It's mothers and fathers, men and women. But right. this one here is for women only. Um, and I would encourage if there are any men out there who um, are listening to what I'm saying and motivated by what I'm saying is to start something similar to what we're doing where you're gathering all the men now, you know, to start, you know, strategizing and how they can now um, help to, to improve the quality of life for the community. Teach our young you know, boys so, how to be men, basically. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so, and that's something that we can't do as women, you know. And so that's so. Even though I know we're talking from a women's perspective, it's not to say it's only on the shoulders of women, I, I, or we're, we're discounting the role of the man. Absolutely not. It's just that you know we can. It's easier for the men now to rise up as they as they should, uh, and they can. It's to rise up and form something similar to what we're doing here. Um, but anyway, so that being said, May Sunday, May 28, 12 to three. The topic on the table is forgiveness, and that has proven to to be a barrier. In you, our do you community. have the address of Holy City where this one yes, is? Yes, actually, I do. Mm-hmm. It's in Eto- it's at actually Etobicoke Civic Center. Um, oh, you know what? I don't have the and, address. And we can here. Really send them the to the website. Everybody has access to the website. Yes, well. yes, yes. And Etobicoke, there's only one Etobicoke Civic Center. So if you um, Google it, I think it's on West Drive in Etobicoke. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the exact address on me right now. Um, but yeah, and again, I, I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting a question from somebody on um, okay. on, on 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 Skype, and they're asking me to ask you if when you do these conferences and these meetings, is it yeah. possible to broadcast them via Skype or some other type of um of technology? Um, oh, you know what? I guess it's something to think about. No, you, you know what? That's a great question. Actually, we do have Periscope, which is through Twitter. Okay. Right, and we started to do that. That's actually a great question. We actually did start to do little snippets, um, and you know, little clips of what's going on in the room. Mm-hmm. But to be perfectly honest with you, um, Anthony, and also the caller, and thank you for that that question. Um, we're not. I'm not in the business of airing our dirty laundry. You know, you find that a lot of times. That's another another issue in our communities that. Too many non-Caribbeans know what's going on, and that also puts us in a vulnerable position. You know, so we don't like to broadcast what's going on or the, the issues in our community. We like to keep that behind closed doors um, unless you can actually help. I mean, if you're a non-Caribbean and you can actually help with the issue, then fine, you can go and sit down. No, no, I, I think the, the question most, was yeah. from, for example, if somebody cannot physically make it to the venue... Um, would yes, they exactly. also be able to, 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 to log to on contribute. to something or, or, or benefit from it, you know? So, for example, um, where you had the conference where you were teaching people about their rights, their responsibilities, yes. how to navigate yes. through the school system, if you interact with your child protective services, what are your rights? Um, because I know in the U.S. it's very, very scary when families have to deal with child protective services. Oh, um, so, yeah. So they were That's wondering if out of the conference, things, some of those things could be captured and shared Absolutely. so that they yes. can benefit. The conference, yes. Yeah. The conference, and actually if you look us up because we're on Twitter, you'll see that we have snippets from the, the past, the two previous conferences. Right. We do have um, video clips of the presenters when they were speaking mm-hmm. and doing their presentations and their PowerPoints. Yeah, so that one, yes. But as far as the progressive dialogue, those right. are kind of, you know, those things are more yeah, intimate yeah, and more. Different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. That's a great question, actually. All right. So I, I also know that, um, well, from what you were telling me and from the discussion that we're having, I remember some time ago we did some, some similar work with, uh, with an organization in New Jersey. And one of the things that came out was that Caribbean people need to get more involved in, in the running of the system. So, so join your parent teachers association, go on your school board, um, go on your local board, get involved in politics, you know, those kind of things. Are there any such initiatives that you guys are considering or already involved with from an economic point of view or, or anything like that? 
Right. Yeah, well, exactly. So just to go back to the, the same um, educate the conference that we had, the parents conference, Right. we did really talk about getting involved in these parent um, councils, or sorry, it's not the school council. We have a school council. I think every school has that. Mm-hmm. But there's another one called Parent Involvement Committee. Okay. And that's, that's on a higher level. That's where you sit down with the director of education right. um, for your school board, and you're, you're actually influencing policy. Mm-hmm. Whereas the school council is based inside each individual school, and they do things like fundraising for the school. Right. That's not going to get – that's not getting your perspective, you know, um, included, right? It's you have to go higher level. So I know that that was another thing that we uh, took away from the conference is that a lot of parents didn't know about the parent involvement committee. So I just want to take a second there to mm-hmm. oh, all your uh-huh. listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So please, please go onto your school board's website and um, look up, you know, the parent, because every school board actually is mandated to have a parent involvement committee and make sure you sign up to be a member of that committee. I think they meet maybe four times a year. Um, but this is where you're really representing your perspective. This is where your perspective really gets um, noticed, you know, and included. Um, as a, as a, uh, it's different from the school council. And as a matter um, of fact, also- what I was going to, in fact, sometimes when you do that, you can have an outside, outsized influence because Absolutely. not a lot of families, not a lot of people participate. So, no, so, if, so if there don't. is a particular plan to get Caribbean people involved in those, in those, at those levels, you could, you could see a, a sea change starting to happen where more of our interest starts working its way into the school system and into absolutely. the curriculum. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You hit it right on the nail. <laughs> <laughs> right on the nail. Um, and so the other part of this, to answer your question mm-hmm. about, um, you know, how to get more involved, in the system, um, we started a, a branch, or as I say, we, we, we created a branch separate from CWS. Mm-hmm. It's a separate division, and it's called Caribbean Canadian Parents United. Right. So this is actually a separate nonprofit, membership-based nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the aim of this nonprofit is to improve well-being for Caribbean Canadian families. Right. And it's what we want to do here is connect parents and guardians to their community, to enable them with the information they need, the tools they need, the resources they need, um, to make sure that they're, you know, to foster a healthy, successful individuals, families, and communities. So, again, that we don't have such a thing here in Ontario. We don't have a Caribbean parents group. Um, and when I say parents, I mean also guardians as well. Right. Um, yeah, so that's important because a, a major barrier in our community here in Canada is that we're living in isolation. You know, and we can't do everything by ourselves. Something is bound to slip through the cracks. You know, so it's, it's, we want to have this nonprofit that literally is custom to the needs of the Caribbean parents and the Caribbean family. And it's a, a trusted, reliable resource. And we actually have a website, um, for that, for that group. It's mm-hmm. ccpunited.ca. ccpunited.ca. Now, and this is custom to our experience here, you know, so all the resources, the tools, the information that you need uh, from a Caribbean perspective, it's going to be on that site. And it's reliable, trustworthy information. It's a hub of information that you can always go to. Um, and then in addition to that, what we want to do is have these parents meeting on a regular basis. So it could be in person or it could be maybe a teleconference or a Skype but so, so that they know that they have this community, this network of parents and guardians that they can go to. Um, perhaps an example would be when you need somebody to go with you to, a, let's say, a teacher's meeting. Right. Uh, maybe you're not comfortable in that environment. You know, maybe you're intimidated with the teacher and the principal. Now you have somebody from a network of people that you can go and ask. You don't have to necessarily know them, you know, but just ask, you know what? Can somebody come with me to the, my child's meeting with the principal? I'm nervous, you know, and I'm intimidated. I, you know, I don't know my rights. Can somebody come and sit down with me? That's for you know, so just that's, that's yeah, 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 of course. Because of course. Even, that even, if, the even game. if somebody cannot come with you because they're in, a, they're in a different location, sometimes if you just put what your what what experience you're going through, somebody might say, "Oh, my child had a similar experience, and this is what we did, or this is how absolutely. we resolved." Absolutely, and then, then we benefit absolutely. from each other. Yeah. So that that can absolutely. that can be very powerful. Absolutely. And let's talk about the yeah. Chamber of Commerce a little bit. As we, as yes. We, yeah. 
Yeah, we're really excited about that. Really, really excited about that. Um, it's called the, it's a, another division. So we have, you know, we have the Caribbean Women's Society as the, the parent mm-hmm. organization. And then we have CCP United, um, which is a division. And the other division is, a, is focusing on a different part of our um, community, or I should say a different barrier, which is our economy, or I should say lack thereof economy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Caribbean Canadian Chamber of Commerce and Community. We, uh, for short, we call it C5, Caribbean Canadian Chamber of Commerce and Community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what this um, particular division focuses on now, uh, obviously, is our Caribbean economy, or I should say trying to, what we want to do is bring together leadership-minded people from the business community uh, and also from the nonprofit community and even just from just, just an average citizen who has a leadership-minded, um, a leadership-minded personality. These are the ones who want to get together and connect them on a regular basis. And the main objective here is to start coming together, collaborating, and strategizing on how are we going to now establish a Caribbean economy and grow it. it and we've never had a Chamber of Commerce here uh, for the Caribbean community. We've never had that in Canada. Really? Um, never. Never had that in Canada. Uh, and it shows. You know, because we, we have a lot of business owners and we have a lot of business-minded people in our community and capable, expert, knowledgeable people, um, but they're disconnected from each other. They're disconnected and they're spread out across Ontario. Nobody, so when, even when we want to, if we want to support a Caribbean business, we don't know where they are. They're spread out, you know. So it's the idea of now bringing all these people together to, on a regular basis. They're meeting up in person or on phone or on Skype or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. to start strategizing, and now we're holding them accountable now to now leverage their their talents. Because really and truly, it takes a special person um, to take their risk, to take that leap and start their own business. Right. It's not everybody that will do that, you know. Um, so that's actually a skill or a talent that you have to now use that to leverage and, and build up your family and your friends and your community. It's a gift that those people have been given to take that leap of faith, you know. It's a scary thing to leave your comfort zone and start a business, right? So, um, you know, definitely we want to make sure that we're bringing all these leadership-minded people together, whether you have a business or not. If you're leadership-minded, we need you. Right. Um, and, and by and the way, this is not only women, exactly. men and women. Exactly. And, and I guess what it would do is, is, is to collect all the different Caribbean-related businesses together. So if, if somebody has a need for a particular service, they could find a Caribbean. They could find it. They could find it through that. And, and if a business right. is going through an issue, they could probably access resources through that. Through exactly. That exactly. So or perhaps maybe you're thinking about starting a business. Exactly. Now you have a, a place where you can maybe find a, a mentor within this within C5. That's somebody true. that can mentor you, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, or and I have to, uh, again, um, reiterate that it's not only for business uh, owners. Or entrepreneurs, it could just be an average citizen who wants to contribute. If there's an average citizen out there who wants to contribute to the Caribbean economy and help to see it grow, help to establish it and help to see it grow, we're not turning that person away at the door. We need them, you know. So we're all about diversity and inclusion. You know, it's not only the business owner that's going to move us forward. It's everybody in the community has to play a part. You know, I mean, even if all the business owners came together, it's still not enough to transform the community. Everybody's got to play a part, you know. Uh, and that's why we put the, the community at the end, Chamber of Commerce and, and community. community. Okay, so as, yes. we, as we approach the, the end of the hour, believe it or not, um, <laughs> let's, let's sort of try and dial back and, and, and try to capture you know, this whole spread of, of information that you've given us. Uh, how often does the Caribbean Women's Society meet? Do you have regular meetings and that sort of thing? Yes, we do, actually. We meet once a month uh, in a community center in the GTA, in a community room. Okay. Um, actually, we, our next meeting is Sunday, April 23rd, mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually an open house. So it's for the members, and it's also for people who are interested in becoming members. So I want to invite all the, the Caribbean women who are listening tonight to uh, contact me or go onto our website and contact us if you'd like to come out to, and sit in on one of our meetings. It, you can either observe or you can participate in our meeting. But the idea is so you get a feel, so you get to meet who the members are. Because our door is always open. We're always looking for new members. 
the more women we have, the bigger the impact on the community. Um, so, so this one in particular is a member meeting slash open house. Open house. Free okay. admission, free lunch, free parking. And that's on April 23rd. Sunday, April 23rd, 12 to 3, in the North York area, in Ontario, North okay. York. And you can get details on ourcws.com. That's right. That's right. Right. And, and if you listen up there and you, you have a special challenge that you're going through right now, you're, if you're a kid in school, with interaction with Child Protective Services, with trying to decide how you're going to pick a university for your kid who's graduating from high school, um, any, anything whatsoever that is Caribbean-related, I would encourage you to, to contact Camille. Um, and you can do that by finding the contact information on ourcws.com. She sounds like she's understanding the system, and she, even if she doesn't have the answer, she'll be able to point you in the direction where, where, you, where you can find, find the information. Absolutely. So, so I, I'm going to give you the last few minutes, um, even if we go over a couple of minutes, our producers are understanding. Um, to just... <laughs> To just, um, you know, uh, summarize it, if there's anything that, that you have on your notes that we had, we have another chance to mention, um, just to just talk to the people, give them an overview, be specific if you have to, if you have, if you have the upcoming yeah. events. Just spend the next few minutes wrapping up. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, so, again, you know, just to reiterate that um, our, our main purpose is to improve quality of life for the Caribbean-Canadian community. And how we do that is by tackling the internal and the external barriers. And we, we welcome um, Caribbean women to join. We're always looking for m more members. And I need to take a moment here to define what Caribbean Canadian means. Um, so, again, it's anybody born or descending from the Caribbean and here living in Ontario, um, regardless of your ancestry, regardless of your nationality. We don't discriminate by race, nationality, or ancestry. We actually welcome the diversity. Um, the more diverse, the more effective our initiatives are going to be because it will be more representative of the, the true community. Um, and so the, the overall vision, by the way, and why we're doing all this is our vision statement is we want to see a thriving Caribbean-Canadian community. That is why we're doing all of this. We want to now switch from survival mode to success mode. And success mode comes with working together. You can survive on your own. Anybody can tread water by their own, by their by themselves, right? Um, but it's a, it's a different approach now if you want to take it to the next level and start flourishing here and prospering here. And that's where we have to work together. All, you know, all the, the nationalities, all the ancestries, you know, regardless of whatever your life circumstances are, at the end of the day, we, we need to be working together. And that's how we're going to start moving forward and, and building a real community here in Canada. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that um, uh, aside from the women being members, there are other ways to get involved with the work that we're doing. There are actually four other ways that you can get involved. Volunteering. We're always looking for people to volunteer at our initiatives. Um, so we, we're not employed by Caribbean Women's Society. We're volunteers. We do this just because we love our community, we love our culture, um, and we care about it, and we want to do something about it. Um, so we're always looking for volunteers to help. So if you're a high school student uh, here in Ontario, you need uh, community hours to get your, your high school diploma. So this is a great way for these Caribbean students to earn their high school hours to come out and volunteer at our events and our initiatives. Another way is donations. We're always looking for monetary donations and also non-monetary donations. Um, non-monetary could be perhaps you're a professional in a particular area that we need help with and you want to donate a workshop or a seminar to our group, that's also considered a donation. Um, so I would encourage you to reach out. Monetary donations can be sent to admin at ourcws.com, A-D-M-I-N at ourcws.com. You can just set up your e-transfer through your financial institution. Uh, we're also looking for sponsorships all the time as well. So all of these events, our biggest stress is where are we going to get the money because we're not funded by the government and we're not employed by, um, by, this, by, the, by this organization, right? So it's always that anxiety when we're having an event. Like we have the will, we have the determination, we have a plan. The only thing we don't have all the time is the funding, right. you know? So we're always looking for the business community to sponsor our events. And it's a win-win. 
you know, because we will now give you that, you know, a platform now to advertise your goods and your services. You know, there's a win-win. And it's also a tax, a tax deductible as well for them. Um, so, and then partnerships. So if there's another nonprofit out there who has similar interests uh, and they want to collaborate with us on a particular project, we're open to that too. We can't do it by ourselves. You know, we're very much into, you know, diversity and inclusion and let's work together, you know. So those are the main five roles. It's membership, volunteering, donating, sponsoring, and partnerships. That's yeah. Because we, uh, we've had a few guests from from different organizations in Ontario and what I as I what I will do is um try to see if I can connect um the organizations together so you guys can collaborate on because some of the objectives that you stated are some of the objectives that they stated and they also Fantastic. all of Caribbean Caribbean heritage. So so Camille I want to say thank you so much for your time. I mean you have so much information so you have to come back. Because I get oh, the, I, I, I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> I get a feeling we just scratching, we just scratching the surface tonight. You're just scratching the surface, exactly. Yes. Uh, and I appreciate the opportunity because my husband, I mean, there's only so much my husband can take. I mean, he's the one that gets the earful, you know, but there's only so much he can take, you know. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I would, I would love to take you up on that offer to come back. As long as you'll have me, I'll be there. No, certainly. 100%. And maybe, maybe now that we have the, the global overall picture, we can probably choose one or two of the areas and drill down a little deeper and get a little more Absolutely. understanding of what's going on. But for certainly, um, for certain, we, I'm sure I was surprised, and I'm sure some of the listeners are surprised to, um, to, uh, to hear uh, that we have a gap in education achievement and with interaction with the Child Protective Services. And maybe listeners don't just say and act surprised and be all complacent and say that does not happen in the U.S., Maybe that is our opportunity to pause and to re-examine right. what's going on in our community in the U.S. And maybe we might find that there is more interaction than we than we assume. There may be a need. Maybe we're just familiar with success stories, but there may be a number of our, of our young people who are falling through the cracks. And 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 so we can be so inspired. Even if we we in the U.S. and not in Canada, and of course, if you are in Canada, and and you and you you were able to successfully navigate through the system for you and your family, get involved in CWS and and let them benefit, be part of that village that 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 Camille talked about. So I want to say thank you so much, Camille, and um, and wishing you all the best and and continued high energy and passion that was so obvious in what you shared with us tonight. Thank you so much, Anthony. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you to to, to, to the audience in your background who was so um, cooperative <laughs> and so <laughs> Yes, they're great kids. They're yeah, great kids. They're yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. five. They're amazing kids. Certainly, yeah. certainly, certainly. Thank you so much and have a good night. Okay, thank you. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Well, listeners, I, I'm sure that you agree with me. Tremendous conversation. Um, such high energy, such enthusiasm, such caring. And, um, and, and you can tell, um, not from a very self-centered or selfish point of view, because she kept talking about the community, the community, the community. So tonight, our takeaway from, from tonight is, is to really take a closer look at the Caribbean community where you live and try to see if if you can identify some of those same challenges. And in addition to identifying some of those challenges, maybe your experience you can share on that platform that the CWS is creating. And so other people of the Caribbean can benefit from, from the experience that we had with raising our kids and maybe navigating and sidestepping and, and being able to, to do so much. And so I want to say thank you to, to you, the listener, for staying with us. Um, if tonight was your first night, I hope you agree with me that we have a tremendous time on a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do this every Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to sharing another hour with you next week, Wednesday. Thank you to our producer. And those of you who uh, interacted with me um, on social media, um, thanks for the prompts. They, they, they certainly... Um, influence the way the conversation the conversation went 
and I'm sure that we will try to have Camille back with us again at another time. So have a great week, and we will do this again next week, Wednesday. This has been This Week in Interview, a production of tvnradio.net. Thank <music> you.